Welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. It is episode 47. And boy, do we have a packed show tonight. We got everything that happened in Torreon against Santos Laguna. We got everything in regards to this preview matchup against Veracruz. We're going to be talking a little bit about the Selección Mexicana. We're going to talk about the NFL in just a brief little moment. But before I get any further with this podcast as always my co-host and the one coughing right now mr cowboy dan and christian how we doing another day closer to the semester ending you know how happy i am oh, so me that. too me too so the only thing I, I don't like is i just found out on monday that all my finals are on one day and Ooh. i'm stressed out so but that'll be in december though so all right, right now for right now i'm good all right, and as we tweeted out, we are joined by a very special guest, someone from the community, someone from our Aguila community. We welcome to the podcast all the way from Houston, but born, but born in Fresno. Hopefully, I said that correctly. It is America. You also know her as our shirt giveaway. America, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Nice, nice. Glad to have you on the podcast. We know we talked about having you on. Uh, with all this hectic scheduling, we finally got you on here. So we're very excited to, to be able to have you on. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. So we, we, we just want to ask a question. How did you find us? We always like to ask people, how is it that you came across us? Somebody retweeted y'all. And I have like, there's obviously like a big Americanista community um, on Twitter, like in Spanish and in English. And I checked y'all out and I was like, oh, these guys seem pretty cool. So I followed y'all. Nice. And then I won the jersey. <laughs> there you go. See? See? It How does that jersey off. fit, by the way? It fits good. It fits perfect. Um, it's great. I mean, like, I'm a girl, obviously. So, like, it's different. Like, when you wear, like, a man's fit. Right. I think if you're wearing, like, a chick shirt, you know what I mean? Like, that would fit, like, super weird. Uh-huh. Okay. But yeah, it's like a looser <laughs> fit, which is, like, perfect for me because I don't like men's jerseys that are, like, super just tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, i.e. every Pumas jersey out there. Just saying. <laughs> you you've worn a Pumas jersey before? Uh, no. But I mean, you could tell when they're they're like freaking vacuum sealed. Oh, that's true. It's ridiculous. I I don't yeah. know how they fit in there. But glad to have you on the podcast, America. Uh, you know, again, some people will will know you from Twitter. Some people will know you from our giveaway. Um, all in all, great to have you on and and. Great to to be able to talk to someone from the community as well. So we all ready to jump on and talk about America. Yes. Definitely. All right. Yes. Well, let's recap what happened last Sunday in Torreon. America walks away with a point in the Estadio Corona against Santos Laguna. A 1-1 one, one result in the end. Shout out to our guest from last week's episode, Mr. Thick Rick. Ricky predicted the scoreline, and his team walked away with a very good result in their end. A not-so-good result for us, I ask? No. Mm. Okay. Okay. Mm. What, 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 a tie what, is a loss. 
interesting. It is. It is. Because at this point, we feel that we need the momentum more than the points have. Maybe the momentum is what's important. So we'll we'll talk about how our Aguilas looked right now. But ultimately, just final whistle goes. Everyone here, just, just tell me, how did you guys feel afterwards? You know, I'll, I'll throw it to you first, Dylan, and we'll work our way down. Um, after the final whistle, um, I wouldn't say disappointed, not surprised. Um, I think, or we'll get into it, but I think, you know, after seeing the way they came on the first half, I was like, well, how long is this going to last? And I looked at the, I looked at the clock and I was like, yep, it's about that time. You know, it's, it's just not going our way. Definitely was not Christian. How did you feel? I expected more from us. So a bit disappointed. A little bit. Yes. Okay, America, final whistle blows. How are you feeling about our team? Um, in general, after that game, I think that we're just kind of waiting for the same thing that we've been seeing happen the last few tournaments. Like, we get to the playoff and play a few games, and then we're out, you know. Um, I think that America is really disappointing. I am not impressed whatsoever. That's about it. Okay, well... We'll try to unpack all of that right now, moving forward, because I think you speak for a lot of people out there right now who are feeling exactly the same way you feel and are starting to ask questions about this team and whether or not this team is going to go further into the Liga than what you know was was last season. So let's let, let's go and let's, and let's dive into this game one one. I think first of all, when we saw the confirmed lineup, I think we were all scratching our heads. Dude, we were all surprised. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Dude, no, no one saw this curveball coming. I mean, the World Series was over a, a couple, like a month ago, and Piojo threw the biggest curveball ever. Knowingly, I mean, I have no words exactly how to describe it, but you saw a back five, and and I thought maybe this is a typo. Maybe somehow they're going to uh, situate themselves to a, uh, to a flat four. And a, a, like a four four two, but no, we came out and we played that back five for the full ninety minutes. So, Dylan, you have the lineup, correct? Yes, yeah, I have it. So read it out to the people, and 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 the lineup is, correct me if I'm wrong, five, two one, two, or two two one. I, I'm not sure, but you, you you just read it off, and then we'll we'll, we'll go ahead and then discuss uh-huh. that. Yeah, it was Marchengo, uh, Aguilar, Verdez, Reyes, uh, Alvarez, Lopez, uh, Corona, Guido, Iwarguen, Henny Martin, and Oribe Peralta. Okay. A lot to unpack right there. First of all, Tony Lopez at left back, left wing back, might I add, and Luis Reyes at left center back. How are we feeling about that? I mean, Christian, you, you're someone who's been heavily criticized of uh, Reyes this past season. Uh, how do you how, how do you how do you feel knowing that he's playing in that spot? Not confident at all. Well, one, he hasn't really played much all season, and then two, you put him in a position where he's not really you know familiar with, especially against a Santos side that we know is very uh, very strong. So when I saw that, I was like, oh yikes, that's uh, that, that that's like a red flag for me. All right. Interesting enough, though, I will say this. I think he had one of the best games in an America jersey. Uh, we'll discuss that right now, too. And uh, Dylan, your boy, Tony Lopez, in that left wing back spot, a position that is no stranger to him. I think we've seen him play there once in a friendly against Chivas here in Los Angeles. How did you see him? Um, He did some good things. Uh, obviously, I think, if I'm not mistaken, his first start this season, 
Um, I think he did some good things. Obviously, there's a lot of things he needs to work on. I think he, whenever he came back defensively, you know, that area is really not his expertise. But going forward on the left-hand side, he did wonders to me. He looked amazing, didn't he, going forward? Because mm-hmm. we will talk about his defense and how not good he looked in the second half. But, America, anything you want to point out from this formation that just kind of stood out for you and you just scratched your head? Um, If I'm not mistaken – which I very well could be, so definitely correct me if I am. Didn't Yoko love playing um, five from yeah. like the first time that he was with America? You love that five three two. This is not like anything like oh my god, you know. It's I mean this is normal for Herrera. So we discussed this on the podcast. Uh, he's transitioned from that five three two after the World Cup with Mexico and kind of went with a back four, kind of adjusted himself kind of to this four four two or this four four one one. Um and we said that uh his five his back five is he's usually is kind of like I'm gonna be very defensive, I'm gonna try to get a point, I'm not really gonna try to go forward. It, it, it's kind of a safety formation in in yeah. a sense that he uses it, and we and we kind of know already what to expect from him. Whilst he had an amazing, amazing first uh, years with us with that formation, I think the players we have now, I don't think that actually suits us very well, um, especially seeing as how we had to use a left back in a center back position. But uh, Dylan, you, you we. Do you remember when we talked about the five three two and when he used the last season? Now we said it was it looked like it was more of a last minute resort to kind of get just a result. Did you think that this was kind of a similar situation? Um, in a not necessarily known a way. I feel like he's still trying to go out and get that win. Um, I think the last time we saw this too was that Pumas game. If I'm not mistaken, we kind of see something similar to that. And, you know, we kind of question the same thing. Is he going for a draw? Is he going for the win? And you kind of see almost like a, like a, like a conservative play at times. Um, not Again, it wasn't really the prettiest of play the whole match. But at the end of the day, you, you kind of see this team fight back in some sense after they go down a goal. But it's just it just wasn't – I feel like this formation wasn't playing to everybody's strengths. It wasn't, and I guess that goes back to the fact that we don't have the players right now for that formation, or at least the players that we had available were not the most suitable ones for that formation. Exactly, exactly. Anything you want to add on, Christian? No, I just want to say how we were very confused, I guess, that we were playing this this back five, but surprisingly we played very well the first half with this formation, which surprised me a little bit. Yes, and, and let's go. Let's dive right back into this. And uh, I see some of the chats going on. Make sure you guys keep on giving us your opinions. We'll we'll get to them as soon as possible. Um, it's interesting enough that we start this first half very, very good. The same way me and Christian have always kind of wanted America to begin with, pressing, making sure that the team, uh, the opposite team, doesn't get comfortable. And we did that for the what first fifteen minutes of the match, and we looked the most dominant team. 15, we looked like, twenty minutes, definitely, yeah. Yeah, we looked like we had every right to go and score a goal. Where we had Santos kind of on the edge. Um, unfortunately, we didn't make much of that. And then, of course, as always, America finds a way to let off the gas pedal, and then letting Santos back in and doing their game. So, uh, maybe you 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 want to talk a little bit more about this, Christian? Oh, yeah. So, like you said, after the first 20 minutes, 
we see Santos, you know, slowly, slowly start to uh, create more chances. And, you know, I just thought it was that that point of the game where Ed was like, okay, you know, let's let off the gap pass a little bit and then we'll go back. But we never really went back to how we started. And they were, I, at times it was a little bit concerning and we needed Machi to come up big for us. It was, it was. And whilst uh, our good friend Ricky saying that our defense looked very solid on Sunday, I think there was a little bit of nitty picky here and there that we could have said, uh, you know, could have been better. America, you see the first half, and and you see the way this team kind of just takes off. You you liking it? What, what do you think? What do you think we did right? Um, I think that the only thing that we did right was that we were able to like kind of hold it down. But like like I said, like as a whole, I feel like this this America, this squad, this whole entire team. Um, I really feel like it's just really disappointing. Because I know that I was looking forward to Herrera coming back, which is something that now I'm just like, okay, well, when's he going to leave? Because I don't like how we're playing. Um, yeah, like we might be – are we second on the table? Is that correct? Are we still yes, second? Still. Okay, so you know what I mean? Like that's not bad. But then once again, we have to remember, we're not just any team. I always like to say we're not Querétaro. We're not Puebla. We're not. <laughs> We're America, okay? So I want the best of the best, and anything other than that is a disappointment. And that's something that I don't think that other people understand because they'll, they'll just look at the result and they'll be like, okay, well, that's not bad. But I'm like, but you have to, you're not measuring it on the, like the same parameter. You're looking at the fact that, yeah, like they're second and that's about it. But to me, I've always expected more. I always want... um Kind of reminds me of like Piojo's America. I'm sorry, Turco's America. I did not like it. And then when he left, I was like, I had it all and I didn't even realize it. You know, like I, I had happiness right in my hands and I didn't notice until it was gone. So I think that's just like really disappointing as a whole. I'm really disappointed in Piojo's whole um, second term here. Not happy with it and definitely not happy with the players at all. Um, can we just put Bruno as like a forward or something? Because it's been a whole gentlemen have suggested it more than once on this podcast. Uh, and, and it's it's true though. It, it's true what you say in regards to the team. Um, and, and a lot of people kind of, whenever you talk to them in that sense, they feel that uh, there's a bit of arrogance in regards to that. But uh, it, it, it's kind of the truth. It, it's We're the biggest team in Mexico. Uh, hence why there's so much criticism, why there's such a fine kind of to uh, f- a fine comb uh, uh, when you kind of look over this team. It's everything's going to get criticized, not just from their own fans, but from the media, from other teams, from other fan bases. It's uh, it's ridiculous. And uh, it, but it, but that's just the weight that you carry when you want to be the best. And this institution knows it. And some of these players know it as well. Uh, Piojo knows it as well, which I, I, I would imagine that he would be in fear of his own job if come uh, December there is no title lifted. Um, but uh, overall, I, I, I said it before. Yeah. In a press conference, he said that he very well knows that. I think it was after a loss or a draw. or It was, it was after one game that we played very bad. And he said that I, I am aware that if I do not bring home a title this December, my job could be at risk. Definitely. So he's so he's definitely aware. Can yeah. I add something to that, by the way? Um, I don't think that he thinks that his job is at risk just because of Santiago Baños. Um, uh, I just I just don't see them like separating. Um, I think as long as Santiago Baños is there, like 
he is there. And I think that we've just reached this like level of complacency, which is beyond disgusting to me. Mm. Which is dangerous because if that's the case, then you're going to see a repeat of what happened in 2008 with this team. And that is... Oh, really yeah, dark times, team. dark times. Let's not remember those times. Definitely, but we could be down that road if you're right, if there's this sense of complacency in, in the side, which I would hope not. Um, also, quick fact, quick, quick fun fact, did you guys know that Santiago Baños played in Monterrey? No. Right? Tell me about I, well, yeah, I mean, we were having a discussion, Dylan. I was reminiscing about our past. But um, point is, you're right, America. There is this sense of complacency a little bit in regards to the team. But I think to sum it all up, uh, our good friend Chicken Biscuit says, the expectation for America should always be ganar, golear, and gustar. And I think that sets it on a dime perfectly. So we'll, we'll, we'll leave that at that. But, America, you bring up a very, very good point is that – uh, the teams, the the players itself, uh, which reminds me, some of the, some of the players that uh, we expected to be in this lineup weren't even available for us. Uh, uh, Emmanuel Aguilera and Mateo Solibe did not make the flight to Torreon or the trip, might as well uh, be said, because of an injury. Now, do we know specifics, or did the club just say injury? I think just injury. Yeah, that's all it says. Injury. It should be back for Veracruz. Yeah, it should be. Then now. I know how much you love your conspiracy theories here, Dylan. How is it that these two get injured out of nowhere, but without any real explanation? Who knows, man? Like you said, it's a conspiracy, and you just you just don't know. I, I I'm not mistaken too. I think I saw somewhere that they wanted to to just rest them too. Okay, I'm fine with that. We always talked yeah. about how Mateos needed to be, you know, sit out a yeah. game because of his yeah, poor and, form. But was yeah, it exactly. the right game to do it? Yes. Yes. I mean, because that's what we're calling for. Like like I've said in previous episodes, Mateus basically stayed in Russia. He never came back to Mexico. He, like, what, had that one good game um, whenever he came back uh, uh, to the team. And then where's he been since? Probably still trying to figure out you know, how the Russian dolls fit in all inside each other. Um, that's it, true. It's... it's it's ridiculous that you guys would would say that this was the right game, though. I mean, it was Santos second place, oh, practically first place was on the line as well. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Um, although because of the 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 miss from Aguilera, we did see Edson Alvarez come back into the side, and we saw Joe Corona play. And Chris Forty Five said Corona over Uribe right now, which I would think that's a bit of a hot take because I don't yeah. know if I really liked Corona in this game. Yeah, I didn't like Corona at all in this game. I don't know. He just seemed, he just seemed a little bit lost to me. Maybe it's the it's the lack of game rhythm that he has. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think. Okay. I, I'll I'll admit it. I think he had a decent game. All right. I put it, I put it there. And I mean, yeah. Like I said, y'all might not agree with me, but I'm gonna say I think Corona had a decent game. Okay. Probably. I'm I'm just saying, uh, he was on free kick duty. The only one that he actually got right was the corner kick, which I guess probably was the only one that he needed to get right, seeing as that's the one we scored on. Um, and it's just that he drifted a little bit too wide for me sometimes, and I hate sure. corners too wide. Oh, dude, yeah, I don't know. Some of the, some of those kicks were, were a little bit uh, a little bit off. But ultimately, though, forty five minutes of pretty decent football by us uh, to, to keep things level, nil nil, but. Uh, we had maybe a decent opportunity here and there. Not a real clear one, though. I think uh, Santos had the better chances in the first oh, half. 
definitely, especially that especially that, that, that fortress. Yes, the yes. header, dude. How? I how how, how, how <laughs> uh, dude? I don't know. He's gonna be kicking himself for that one. Well, I don't know how much he is if he scored. You know, a, that, right, a little that, bit that, afterwards. That could have been the game winner. Easily could have, easily could have. Um, but America, I, I would imagine we all can agree, let Santos back into this game. Definitely, which is I hate when they do that. But and I, season. I said it on Twitter, it, it's, it's kind of the same story being repeated again and again and again. It's like we have ourselves on repeat. Um, you start this game good, you go and you take it to them, but then you start messing up the little things. There was a lot of forced passes down the middle. There was uh, th- there wasn't that much creativity going forward. The easy passes we were giving up, and we were just we looked very very out of place. There was moments in which Luis Reyes had to play right back because Paolo Aguilar was I don't know where trying mm-hmm. to support the attack. Bruno Valdez again, I, I, I he was trying to do his best going forward. It, it, we kind of looked all over the place at times, and and, and that is when kind of we, we we lose our cohesiveness, and from then on. We just kind of let Santos have the ball, let Santos do it, it, its things, and because of that, we 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 let them back into the game. We let them get yeah. into this rhythm, and you 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 have to know that at this point, at this stage of the season, it's a very deadly thing to do. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't allow a team to get even thirty seconds on the ball and get confidence because that is when they're going to start outplaying you because yeah. you're starting to lose that confidence because you no longer have the ball. So no, definitely. You know, that ends. And then typical second half from America, not good enough. We weren't even uh, – did we even come out of the locker room second half? Because that was uh, that was terrible. We had, like, literally no ball possession. Every, that Santos just dominated that second half. Yeah, they did. They did. America, and w- w- what did you see from the second half? Um, Again, disappointing. I mean, <laughs> I don't think there's much else to say. Like, I mean – like Kristen said, did we even come out? Um, again, I think that the team has just reached this level of like complacency. This, um, I think a lot of players aren't aware of what these stakes are at this point, which is concerning to me because Ligia is literally right around the corner. Like it's November, guys. Come on. Like you guys know that we're literally like a few weeks away from Christmas and, you know, like the tournament's going to end any minute now. So. Definitely concerning to see that. Um, I want to add something about Mateos. I think that I personally feel that Mateos is like going through a lot. One, because him and his wife are like separated right now. So I think that's like something that's like affecting him. Oh no, he's going through the Hobie Bermudez phase. Okay, keep going. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. um, His wife is actually like in Colombia and she's been there for like a long time now. Like she's been there for months now. So it's obviously that they're either like getting a divorce or they're just like taking time off. And I think that the whole Russia thing like really affected him. So I think that both of these things just got to him in a moment when um, it was crucial. You know, obviously he was just kind of like relying on his performance in Russia to leave to a European club, which I was like, God, please don't leave. And I'm just like, God, what did I just do? Like I just drink stuff. <laughs> Ah oh, man, look it, it. At the end of the day, we should all accept the fact that um, <laughs> these are players, uh, and they're human. So they're they're subjective to these things. You know, these. Don't put on a bubble. He needs to go. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and, and we'll, we'll see about that, but um, that it could be one of the reasons as to why his performance has been going down low. And the reason why I say he's going through the Hobie Bermudez phase, um, you, you guys will remember when Christian Bermudez was, was playing with us, he uh, he started to pick up form and then out of nowhere started to drop. And my man was scoring bangers from 30 yards out, dude. He was, he was. <laughs> and then what happened? It got leaked out that his him and his wife were going through a divorce. Uh, dude, that's and that she, I, I think she was taking almost everything from him. Um, it was really messy. It was really, really bad. Um, so this is something similar in that context. Um, right. Hopefully, Hopi Bermudez is living his best life right now. I don't know where he's playing, but I'm pretty sure I he's still playing. Um, I saw him last year, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, I saw him. Um, my dad is from Tapachula, Chiapas, so the okay. other border. <laughs> I we were at a hotel because it's so hot there. Oh my god, it's like a hundred degrees and humid. So the weather's pitiful there. It's very hot. And we stayed at a hotel and he was actually staying there too. My dad's like, look, it's Hobby. And I was like, oh my goodness, he's so short. Because I'm like five four and he's like five four. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, that's why his name is literally oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's that short. Back then, maybe that's short, okay? I mean, it's just different whenever you read it online to when you read it. That is, that is kind of a shocker. Um, but wow, it, uh, it it sucks if Mateos is, is, you know, what he's going through. But hopefully he can pick up this form, and uh, we'll have to wait and see uh, whether or not he leaves. And if he does, who could come in? But that's that, that's going to be a great talk for us during, uh, during this winter once the draft comes. Um, but, you know, second half... Let's wrap up the the discussion here. Again, Santos probably deserved the win, if uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, they they played the better side. Uh, I mean, let's talk about our forward because I don't think they knew they were playing. Um, Have they ever played all season? Henry Martin didn't do enough again. He had a decent first half, and then again, second half. I I I I don't. I don't know where do he go, Dylan. Where does he go every second half? I, I feel like he he's there for the first forty five minutes, and once it's once that half is over, I have no idea where he goes. I, I really don't know. Did he go to the restroom? Get good tacos? Where is he at? I don't know. I I I, I just can't. I can't see nothing about him right now. I'm not, sorry, I can't. Why not? That's your boy. Say something. I can't defend him right now because he didn't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's sad. Dude. I can't. I just can't defend him. Oh, uh, dude. And then you bring on Roger, thinking that's going to be a solution, but I think that was even worse. Although, funny, someone said, uh, someone said that he looked like Fifty Cent, and I just started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> dude, unpopular opinion, but we'll get to this when we we uh we preview Veracruz. I kind of want to see Roger and Henry start next game. A lot of people, myself included, have said that that partnership may be what we need. Whether or not we'll get it, that's a whole different story. Whether or not it's actually going to work, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, we'll, we'll we'll discuss that when we talk about Cruz. Um, I mean, after that, Oriol Peralta uh, uh, just kind of just meh. Mm, yeah, meh. But he's been meh all season, so. And then so, exactly. so not nothing new there. Five seasons. Yeah. Seasons, yes. Seasons, Thank you. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Let's not forget, you know, like, it's just, I was actually even shocked that he even went to Russia, to be honest with you. 
I think it was more of a courtesy than actual deserving. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. For real. I mean, but, I guess if you go to Mexico and then you see like all these advertisements, then you're like, oh, it makes sense now, you know? <laughs> exactly. And uh, you can't lose money. That's, at the end of the day, that's what this sport runs uh, is run by. Um, where was I going with this in regards to Oriya Peralta? Uh, oh, our best player was on the bench. Renato Ibarra, probably mm-hmm. our best, most creative player too, uh, left out due to tactical, uh, just tactical reasons. Tactical which, reasons, yes. Which in the first 15 minutes, I was like, okay, maybe maybe they know something I don't know. But after we lost any of our spark, I was like, why do we have this man sitting? And Dylan, what time? What, what minute did he come on? The 86th. The 86 minutes, you're going to give your best player four minutes to try to adapt to the game, try to create. No, well, not, not just that, but you want to give Cecilio the sub in first over Renato? Yeah, I'm sorry. But that's just. I, I'm sorry. And Cecilio <laughs> came in and did exactly what everyone thought he was going to do. He came in, touched the ball two, three times, and then fell. I mean, prime Cecilio Dominguez right there. I mean, uh, that was frustrating. Uh, and someone who I think probably should have not played the whole 90 minutes was uh Tony Lopez. Wait, did he play the 90 minutes? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I don't think Tony should have finished playing the 90 minutes. Uh, it looked very 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 bad in the second, second half. half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh but that is also kind of uh credited to Santos because they realized how poor he could be defensively, so they bombarded him with uh wingers, with fullbacks, and because of that Tony Lopez had a very, very tough situation going on. Um, but, I mean, going forward, I, I'd rather see him than, than Cecilio Dominguez. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Especially in that's not in, in a defensive spot, more like in a attacking, attacking mid spot. Uh, I think that's where he shines best. And he, maybe he should be given a shot next game. I love the fact that this kid is, what, 20? 19? How old is he? Well, well, Dylan oh, finds yeah. his age out. Uh, I, I love the fact that this kid can come he's 21. out. He's 21 years old. I love the fact that this kid can come out and just have a just all this confidence. Can come out and try to juke on players. Doesn't even care what might be the consequence. But he has kind of this, you know, gutsy move to go to go at it. And I feel like, I feel like he's young, so he kind of needs to do that, you know, in order to like stand out. I like it. I like it. And then, but, maybe, but maybe that's what we need, you know? Maybe that's why we like Linus so much, because he does all of this. Exactly. And he's very good at it. Exactly. So it would be nice to have Diego Linus back, though. But oh, dude. We'll I talk wish. about that some other time. Uh, but overall, I think we sum up this game, disappointing, but a pretty good game in Santos half. Uh, a pretty bad and poor one in regards to us. Defensively, we look shaky. Um, I, I really don't know what to expect from Veracruz now. I really don't. We'll jump onto that topic right now. But overall, I think we can all agree. Disappointing and just kind of try to find a way to pick ourselves up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just put this one a little bit behind us, I guess, in a sense. Interesting. Well, we secure, We still have second spot. It's not secured, of course. but Not secured. But we'll talk, we'll talk about how low we can drop in a, in a few minutes. Because it's going to be interesting to see. We yes. need at least top three. That's all I'm going to say. We need at least top three. Yes. Cruz Azul can have first place. That's fine. I'm I'm 100% okay with Cruz Azul having first place. So we'll see whether or not the curse 
continues in Liga MX. But uh, just anything else you, any of you want to add? I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I want to add something. Go. So as so as as uh, y'all know, or you and Christian know, uh, America doesn't, but my dad is a Santos fan. So obviously the one game out of the year, he just has to text me and talk mess. And y'all not gonna be happy with this. <laughs> y'all not gonna be happy with this. But I legit texted them after the after the first half, and I said I wouldn't be surprised if Santos scored first. <laughs> but you're not wrong. And look what wrong. Look what happened. And then all was all. It's gonna end in a draw. Watch, and it drew. Funny enough, I was talking to the people on uh, from L3 podcast on Twitter, um, basically saying at this point it's it's el que mete gol gana. And uh, luckily, luckily for me, it, it wasn't the case because that would have mean America lost. Uh, but yeah, that was a good goal, though. Can we talk about that goal? That was a pretty good goal by Bruno Valdez. It was. It was typical Bruno goal. Yeah, but he's always there. Wrong, uh, right place, right time. I'm just saying. I've told you guys for quite some time now. He is like the reincarnated Pablo Aguilar in regards to set pieces. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. got anything you want to add on before we move on? Um, nothing at all. Nothing at all. Alrighty, I guess pretty complacent about this result. I mean, what more can we say? What more can we say? America draws, and with a bitter taste, we go back to the FA trying and hopefully trying to secure that second spot. So before we move on into the next segment, which is going to be the Veracruz preview, as always, for those of you who have joined us live on the uh, on on the podcast. Have you guys' trivia question ready to go? I know some of you guys were just saying, I'm here just for the trivia. And we're going to give it to you right now. So, Christian, I give you this segment so you can tell everyone what's today's question of the day. Okay, well, today's question of the day was actually not designed by me, by one of these guys. If you want, you can take credit, whoever came up with the question. Um, but the question for today is, uh, what is the nickname of the Estadio Azteca? So that is the question of the day. What is the nickname of the Estadio Azteca? So many of you guys may know it by a very particular name. I think just to kind of give you guys a freebie, it is uh, the Theater of Dreams. That is the nickname. Actually, Christian, how's the scoreboard looking like? Because it, it was very tight at the top last time we talked. It's still pretty much tight. I think it's like three three people with uh with second place and then there's one person in first place. But he's only leading by ten points though. So Ooh, very, very interesting. Dylan, we thought that last week that we could find our way back into the into the race, but seeing as how they have over two hundred points and we barely have three, I I think we can pretty much chuck it up to that uh, maybe better luck next time. Yeah, better luck next time. I'm still sitting at zero. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 pretty tough. At least at least you you got you got rid of your negative, Dylan. So you're good. Yeah, I was in the negative. So mm-hmm. <laughs> someone put on 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 the chat, uh, not an NFL stadium is the name. Not an NFL stadium. Well, we can talk about that right now if you want. Listen, yeah, I'm, I am I am very happy that they are not coming. So let's just leave it at that. The reason why I, I hey. this should be, huh? Oh, you 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 agree hey. with Christian? Yeah, absolutely. I, I didn't want to come in the first place, to be honest. I, the only reason I wanted to come was because the money that they bring is ridiculous. Just going to ask, have y'all been to the stadium before? No. 
The only one that's been, I think, is me. Got it. Okay, so um, I've been going since I was a kid. Um, I think the first time my dad ever took me, I was like two years old, and it was the Cruz Azul game. So when I would think, I would be like, why do I remember seeing like a blue team? Like, why? And then I grew up, and I was like, oh, that's why, because they used to play there. So it wasn't like yeah. an off memory, you know? And um, then I started going like as my dad took me in 2005, and then I went in 2007, then I stopped going for a while, and then I started going again as an adult once I turned 18. And um, when you go to that stadium and you see what they've done to it, it's really disappointing because that stadium was gorgeous. It was beautiful. It, it didn't need anything really done to it other than work on the outside of the infrastructure. So when you go and you see what they've done to it, it's just like, wow. Like, it's, still, it's still a pretty breathtaking stadium. It's uh, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm really disappointed with everything that they did to it. I remember when they were actually like um, remodeling it. Yeah. Ugly. Um, I just looked at it um, and I just think, like, wow, like that's so bad. You're the that same way, way like my dad. You talk the same way like my dad. Always, like every time we're watching the game together, he just looks and he's like, why did they do that? Why did it, like every single game he always points it out? Why did they do that? Why did they change this? What happened to the grass? Like, well, I don't know. I, actually, we're going to talk about the grass right now in a little bit too. Um, Next across. Now here's the reason why the remodeling happens for America, for America, for the Estadio Azteca. The reason as to why was so it could quote unquote be more modernized. Because the Estadio Azteca was always like, oh, it's been so old, it's uh, this and that. But granted, it was beautiful. And the fact that it fit over a hundred thousand people, I mean, what more can you say about that? Um, obviously the remodeling cuts it down quite significantly, uh, almost twenty percent in that sense. Um, but it, it was to add these more commercialized stuff, restaurants, bars, more places where people can go spend more money. And that is why you see this Estadio Azteca remodeled. Granted, yes, you, America, you saw this Azteca in its prime. You you saw it, you know, gloriously. And, <clears throat> and, and With the pages, everything. I remember and, that. And... and and that was that 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 was the sport. That was the passion at at that time. And of course, you trickle it down to the years now, and it's more commercialized. It's more where can we make more money? You know, the, I think the remodeling comes after Chivas' announcement of the stadium that they they're building there, newer, more modern, more all that stuff. And and that is what happens. That is what you know gets this kind of Azteca movement going, all right, we're going to remodel, we're going to put this so people can still think that the Estadio Azteca has a little bit more life to it. Mm -hmm. um, and then and, and you, you get this end product. It, it's still, I would still say, the best stadium in, uh, in, in North America. There is no stadium like that in the United States. You never find one, nor in Canada, nowhere near Central America. So the Azteca is always and will be the most beautiful stadium. Yes. And I, you've been lucky enough to go there to see matches. I've only been there once, and I've taken a whole tour of it. So I've been at the bottom, literally pitch side, where, where the goalpost is at, and I've seen everything. And it's, it's just an array of just immense, immense seats, and, and you can only imagine what it looks like packed. And, you know? I went in the 2005 final with my dad. Oh, my God. Oh, dude, what a final that was. That's when I was like, wow, like, um, obviously my name's America, so it's not like I had much of a choice. 
But, um, growing up, I was obviously, I was kind of like a tomboy. My dad used to always watch football and I was just like, oh my goodness, like he's doing this again. Well, I can't watch cartoons anymore. So I guess at one point I was just like, you know what? If I can't beat him, I'm just gonna have to join him. So we're just gonna have to find common ground here. And um, I think the first tournament that I ever watched was the Pumas v Campeonato when they beat Chivas in the final. Okay. And in 2004, I believe. And then I just kept watching pretty much just religiously from there. And that game, um, when I think back to it, like I can like, I can still like feel like the energy and just like, I remember just crying cause I couldn't believe that that many people were there. And it was just like a sea of yellow. It was just the most amazing, incredible thing. And this is, like I said, this was back when the cages were there. This is back when, you know, like people would hop on these things. You know what I mean? Like there were people who were sitting on these, gates you know and i was just like why is this here like i feel like i'm in a jail you know but <laughs> it does look a lot prettier now with them taking that off but i really think that azteca was just something that was not broken and did not need any fixing or modernizing i think that the magic of the stadium the history of the stadium just speaks for itself it's just magical like from the moment that you step in it's just like wow I love, I love the fact that you say the history of it because our good friends from La Resaca Americanista say, uh, you know, he says, I dare to say that the Azteca is the stadium with the most history in the world. Now that is big. Oh, absolutely. And, and I will agree with him because that stadium has hosted two World Cup finals and has seen the likes of Pelé, Maradona, Cuauhtémoc Blanco, because I like to put him up on there. Ah, my man, Cuauhtémoc Blanco. <laughs> And, and it's seen countless of great titles. when you say that. <laughs> oh yeah, hell's yeah. Uh, and it's 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 always going to be a venue in which it, it's it's going to have so much history. And and aside from just soccer too, um, the boxing match that was there that sold out. Michael the Jackson Stadium. I mean, uh, concert ridiculous. How, how many? How sold out that place was. The Pope. The Pope. I mean, you have. There's a reason why the NFL chose the Azteca. Absolutely. Unfortunately. And um and now they won't be here. But I, I, the only reason I like them is coming to the Azteca was because it brings more of a little bit of attention to Liga Mekis and it kind of brings in some really good money for, for Mexico. So um but unfortunately because of the grass it's I mean, we, we've seen the pictures. We've all seen the pictures. We've seen the game. It's it's ridiculous. And we talked about it, what, two, three weeks ago. Uh, I, I told you guys that the people are going to come down. They're going to look at it. They're going to think, huh, you think we're going to play in this? And they're, they're going to skedaddle. And it's yeah. exactly what they did. They're going to skedaddle. <laughs> and, and they went like freaking Corre Caminos. They just went through, straight yeah. to the U.S. Um, <laughs> took their money, too. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, I was reading on Twitter. Um the reason as to why the pitch is as bad as it is, the way that they were planting the grass, they did it incorrectly that to the point where they, the the artificial grass and the actual grass were attacking each other, which is why there wasn't growth. In a sense, they were eating each other. That's weird. So, so it, Obviously, we're not experts in in the gardening department because <laughs> because if not, this would be the gardening podcast. And um, but it's 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 kind of common sense, you know. You 
when you plant something, these these are this is a living entity. So it, it it needs to have kind of this cohesiveness. And since the Azteca didn't do it correctly, hence why we have such bad pitch conditions. What's the answer going to be? Who knows? Because there, there's no way you can fix it at this point because you have Liga MX still, and I'm pretty sure other uh, minimal concerts that for some reason get booked there. And then, I mean, the, the only way I see it is is maybe during that Christmas period, but even then, I mean, I, I don't know how much you can do before January hits. Very little time. It's... it's not good. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very, very bad. I was actually there when they were um like planting it. Like it was just basically like um dirt. Yeah. My I took we took my nephew to Mexico this summer and he wanted to go to the stadium and he was disappointed because he was like, Well, like I was a fucking dirt of grass and I was like, I know, you know, like they're fixing it, it's supposed to be a lot better. We'll come back whenever it's done. And I'm just like, let's not go back there. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's wait till they it it you know I, I feel like right now the Azteca is going through puberty and like it's getting like pimples and it's just like it's not cute. It needs some proactive. Just wash it down, clean your face, and we'll see what happens next year. The booking of the events has always been something that's occurred though. Um, from what I have read in various outlets is that they supposedly put like a better turf because there were going to be so many teams that were supposed to play on there. Cruz Azul, America. And Liga uh, Feminine, mm-hmm. uh, on top of you know everything that it's booked for. I mean, if you guys remember correctly, um, Amlo Fest was held there. Peleje yeah. um, has always hosted their event there. Um, they also things there, you know. So it's not something that's not normal. I mean, there's a guy who does um, like the the news here in Houston. He always says that Estadio Azteca is their salón de fiestas, which I completely agree with. You know, it's it's always there. There it's their ballroom you know it's their, their oh, yeah. it's, it's always rented out it's it's never not busy so for it to be in this state is really disappointing because i've never seen it this bad yeah we'll see what happens we'll see they're, they're gonna have to do something or else at this point you might as well throw away the whole stadium it's it's, it's i don't know i don't know about throwing away the whole stadium but <laughs> But we'll see what happens. We'll see what I happens. I wouldn't be opposed to throwing this stadium away, to be honest with you. Like, after what they've done to it, I just I just don't feel it like the way that it was before. But then again, we go back to, like, the history of the stadium. I'm just like, yeah. Right. You know, we're just going to have to tough this one out. Yeah. We really, really, really are. And right. one, thing, one thing I want to pull in there before we end this topic, I see – I always hear a lot of people saying how the Azteca has lost its prestige and how America should go out and build their own stadium. No. That'll, that'll never happen ever, 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 ever. So whoever thinks that America should go get their own stadium, get that thought out of your mind because it will never happen. We already have it. It's the Azteca. The Azteca's oh, our face is literally on the seats. Are you going to tell me that's not our home? That's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Who is saying this, by the way? I've never heard of this because... No, there was... There was there's not, not like right now or like anything, but like ever, ever since like... The attendance has been low. Whenever all that started, people were always like, well, you know, it's not the same anymore. Let's just go out and build our own. And then, I don't know. I don't know. You can never. Where, where are we going to go? Why, why they would get hours constructed. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's not like Mexico City has a lot of space. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. 
Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, let's move away from the Azteca topic, which was a very, very fun discussion. Um, and it looks like everyone in the group chat was having a lot of fun with it as well, um, seeing how some of, some very controversial stuff going on. So let's move on into the topic of America versus Veracruz. We are closing off the regular season. It's coming down to the end, to the nitty-gritty part of everything. Second place is on the line. Christian, you are going to get us our numbers to see exactly how far we can actually drop, just in case. Okay, so in case. in case we lose to Veracruz, Pumas wins, Santos win, and Monterrey win by a differential, we can drop all the way down to fifth. But that is the lowest we will go, is fifth. That is bad. That is the lowest we can go, and the highest we can go, obviously, is first place. So by the end of next week, we will either be in one, two, three, four, or fifth position. Interesting, interesting. All right, now let's move on into the actual game itself, and then uh, we'll, once we talk predictions, we will talk exactly where we can think this America side is going to end. But let's move on into the game now. I wish we had a little bit of background music, kind of like alert, alert, kind of like, you know, breaking news. Mm-hmm. Now, this isn't confirmed, but our good friends down in Mexico from La Resaca Americanista. Reliable sources, by the way. Very reliable, by the way. Very reliable. Shout out to you guys. You guys are doing amazing. You guys are literally kind of, you know, our inspiration for everything. But they have said that there's a possibility that this game may not even be played on home turf soil. Mm-hmm. That this might be played down in Veracruz. Now, nothing is confirmed, but how do you guys feel about this game being moved over to Veracruz? And how does that impact the team in, in general and overall? I mean, I mean, at a way we haven't looked so bad, but we know how it, we know how America go goes down to Veracruz and how we play. It usually isn't a fun night for us. No. I mean, it changes. It changes. Not, I wouldn't say it changes. Things dramatically, but it does change things, you know, because then you have to add, you know, a travel day and you have to kind of accommodate for like a, a road game, which I know people will be like, oh, it's the same thing as a home game. No, it is not. You have to you have to prepare a certain way for a road game. So I guess it does change a little bit and it might be thrown off guard. So maybe your your theory of us maybe not getting a result against Veracruz may come true, Ivan. So a new something in me was telling me this Veracruz game isn't sitting well with me. And you said it. You may have imposed some bad juju. That's on you if we lose. No, no, no. So, that was wrong. I mean, that was so. Listen, so listen, guys. You heard it here first. If we lose against Veracruz, blame Ivan, harass him on Twitter, block him on Twitter, unfollow him. Do it. No, I'm just joking. Don't do that. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be like fire Ivan from the pod. <laughs> fire Ivan, Dylan. We know what to do. So, uh, so yeah, no, but um, but yeah, it does change. It does change certain things in regards to, I guess, preparation for the game. Interesting. America, how do you feel about this? Um, I actually leave to Mexico on the 23rd, so the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Now I was actually planning on going to that game, so I guess not anymore. And that's interesting because if those people, too, who have tickets, like, what are you going to do? You're going to reimburse them? What's going to happen? Of course, there's a lot going on right here. Now, it wouldn't surprise me if they do this because don't forget, don't forget that America had some similar kind of switch last year. Uh, when the earthquake struck down in Mexico, uh, the Azteca had a crack. It wasn't in, you know, playing conditions, I guess, because of safety reasons. So they had to move the game 
from against Toluca down to the Nemesio Diaz. So you could see something happening like that. Yes, it's it's a possibility. Right. Um, we'll have to wait and see though. We will. But, but I mean, if the game gets switched to Veracruz, that just means that next year the game against Veracruz will be in the Azteca. Yeah, they're, yeah. It's, it's just, yeah it's, they're gonna make you laugh. That's yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I mean, it's whatever. All right. Well. Dylan, how 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 would how do you feel going down there in Veracruz? I mean, me and you have talked about it. It's 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 never a fun time for America. Yeah, I mean, if, if you look back at the Clausura, I mean, it was a fun time then. You know, maybe we'll have another fun time then. But I I don't know if you could hear the sarcasm in my voice. But I mean, just just getting that draw at the last minute from Bruno Valdez, it's just not epic. something that was out. epic. Yeah, it was epic. Don't get me wrong, it was, but that's not something that I want to see on the last day. And fun fact, I called I called that goal as it was happening. I told my dad, yo, we're scoring right here, don't worry. And then we scored, so. Nice. I'm, I'm the good luck. I got you, dad. <laughs> <laughs> actually did. So, that's like dad with me all the time, though. Right. Like, I'm a goal. I'm a goal. <laughs> and like, it didn't happen. Where was it? <laughs> yeah, dude, like every every possession. Oh, here's the goal. Oh, no, no, I'm just joking. Here's the goal. Like, I mean, and one of those times really happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But now that we've gotten that kind of big news, and again, shout out to the Rasaka for giving us that information. Now, regardless of the pitch, this team has to go out and win. Correct. Uh, it's it's D Day. It is the last day. It's you're closing your season off, and you need to end it on a high note. How? In this past year, in the past two years, probably, how difficult has it been for America to close out a good tournament? You know, and, and and how crucial is it for a team to close out the tournament leading on to the Liguilla? You know, there's so much that goes into the mental aspect of this game that really just kind of falls down on this game. You know, you're going up against a weak Veracruz side. Let's face weak, it, weak. And no disrespect to any Veracruz fans or the club itself, no. but they're not having a great season. You have to go out and destroy. I mean, destroy this team if you're playing at home. And if you're away, then you still have to get a win, regardless of the fact. All right? So, gentlemen, predicted lineups. We'll talk tactics. Then we'll talk uh, predictions, and we'll move our way on from there. So, Christian, I give it to you. What is our formation and what is our lineup for uh, Saturday? Saturday. Okay, so our lineup, my particular lineup, would be Marchesina and Knight, uh, Paul Aguilar, Bruno Valdez, Edson Alvarez, Luis Reyes, Renato Ibarra, Mateo Zuribe, Guido Rodriguez, Andres Ibarguin. And what I want to see is Henry Martin and Roger Martinez up top, but I think we, we're going to see Oribe and Roger Martinez up top. Interesting because me and you talked about it and we said Henry starts tomorrow. I mean right. tomorrow. Henry starts this next uh coming jornada. See, I said that, but then after watching that game, not so much anymore. So, so Okay. Yeah. Okay. Dylan, anything you change from that lineup? You no. think we go back to that four four two? I I think we are. Uh um, oh. I can't. And by the way, I know people are saying that Jorge Sanchez is good for this game, but I don't think he'll risk him. So yeah, I think that's he, why that's why I didn't include him in the lineup. I think he brings him on second half. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah because I think he'll be a starter for Ligia. So, America, anything you'd like to see different from these two picks? Um, no, definitely want to see Jorge Sanchez play because I mean, I, I think that kid's 
I wasn't really expecting much from him. Um, I don't really expect much from anything any, from anybody anymore. Honestly, <laughs> like, like it's just like a basket of like deception at this point. Um, so I was like, yeah, like he's gonna do really good. And yeah, it's just I've been. You have your you have your vendetta with him. I do. Um, I don't. I don't have my vendetta with him. <laughs> you just said you. <laughs> yeah, I said I do, but that's because you always point it out. But I don't look. I want the kid to thrive. I want the kid to succeed. But look. I was this harsh and this crucial to Edson Alvarez when he played. And look at how he turned out. So I'm giving him that same tough love so he can come out just like Edson Alvarez. Maybe even better. But, um, yeah, the, the, let the kid rest. It, it's Veracruz. We should be able to, even though I I don't predict that. We I don't jinx it. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll have to wait and see. So here we go. 4-4-2. So we're we're confident that Piojo is not going to that back five. No, no. If he does, what does that mean? That that just I, I don't know. He's just scared. I don't know. Looking at at this point, yeah, how do you really, play? I, how do you play a back five against the weakest team in the league? That just doesn't make sense. Exactly. Well, we'll have to wait and see. All right. So with these players, with this lineup. How do you think America needs to approach this game? And, and again, it, it should be simple. It should be easy. It's against Veracruz. The tactics shouldn't be out of this world. It, it's not like we're playing Tigres away. It's not like we're playing against Monterrey. <laughs> and against, again, no disrespect to them, Veracruz at home, still not confirmed if possibility away. But either way, you're playing against a very weak opposition. It's very simple what you need to do. So tactically speaking, what do you gentlemen prefer? Dude, you saw the way we played against Santos in those open 15, 20 minutes. I mean, just just if can you keep that consistency through 90 minutes? That's the key, really. That really is the key. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. When's the last time we played a consistent game for a full 90 minutes? And you know what? At this point, I'm not even asking for 90 minutes. I'm asking for 45. I, I, all I want is 45 consistent minutes. In the yeah, but, but you know, at the same time, they're going to make it difficult. You just know they are. Like, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's frustrating because it's true because it's, it's we haven't gone more than 25 minutes playing very good. Right. I mean, I, it's 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 ridiculous. It it really really is. Um, but Christian is again. How do you how do you think America approaches this game? How should they approach it? That's a better question. I think the chat says it all. We need three plus goals. We need to score. Listen, I don't want to go into that. That I forgot what tournament it was. Now I, I feel dumb for not knowing. But remember that 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 league year where we played Vera, uh, Cruz Azul last year, literally a year ago. Okay, so that yeah. uh, that was right yeah. with the zero 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 zero, and then we advanced. That's yeah, the one that we, that yeah. we got destroyed by Tigres. Yeah, we can't let that happen again. We need to score. We need to get some confidence into these strikers. They they need to score because I I I don't know because if we go into league year without them scoring next game. It's going to be a rough one. I'm telling you guys right now. No matter who we play, it's going to be tough. And we'll talk about this maybe next podcast, but no, we'll talk about this. We can talk about this today, but there's a good chance we might get Tigres in the in the next round. In yeah, the first we're, round we're, <laughs> we're going to talk so, about who we're going to get. So, so, so yeah, it's um we need, we need to score. We need to score a lot. I'm not asking for seven goals, but three, four. but three, four, hopefully five, but we need to score. Okay. All right, America, you agree with these gentlemen? 
Yeah, um, I think it's been a long time since we've been able to go into Ligia like completely confident, like, yeah, like we got this. It's more like, let's hope for the best and <laughs> yeah it's it's yeah you're right uh and, and that's what kind of was alluding to at the beginning of the podcast how important it is the mental side of this game how important it is to go into the league on a good note and three plus goals yeah that that would do it for you that that would definitely get you going and oh my god could you imagine if these three plus goals came from your actual strikers that's what i'm saying oh it my goodness needs to be Ah, well, we, we'll can't, re we can't rely on Bruno Valdez to carry us to the championship, you know? That's just if not going to happen. Does, someone build that man a statue. And if he does, <laughs> dude, I will. Uh, dude, I don't know what I would do, to be honest. But uh, You were about to say you were going to name your kid Bruno. Don't <laughs> lie. Don't <laughs> lie. I you, you, you held yourself off. Uh, dude. But it, it's true. It's true. So let, let, me, let me explain exactly how I, need, how I think this game should go. And it's use this, utilize this game kind of as a catapult towards the Ligia, get those three-plus goals, but do so playing the style you want to play in the Ligia. So whether that means we're going to be working down the wings or we're going to be trying to exploit the middle, find a way to do that. Now, personally, I would love to see us try and explode down the middle with the likes of Mateo Suribe, with Roger Martinez, and Uri Prata, all of the, all of them linking up and utilizing our wingers when space opens up, you know, not trying to force it down the right hand side and then just drown Ibarra, Ibarra with just a, an, an abundance of of balls that he's not going to get to, or when he has three four players on him, he's smart about it. Bioko needs to understand how to maneuver himself and maneuver his team, and just again, it shouldn't be so hard against Veracruz. Go. Take the game to them. First first whistle goes, you charge at them. Whether you take off or you don't, you whether you kick off or you don't, excuse me, you go and take the game to them. Exploit their weaknesses because they have plenty. Learn, yeah, learn, teach yourselves how to do so and carry yeah. yourself on moving forward. Keep going and score one, score two, score three. Hells, if you got to score 20, I don't care, but keep going. Keep yes. going. Don't let off the gas. Now, we tend to do that a lot. We... We gain momentum. We have a couple of chances here and there, and then we just, we just you know kind of kind of zone off in our own way. We get oh, complacency, y'all. Exactly. We you feel you feel like you got this. Oh, it's Veracruz. We got this. It, it, we're steamrolling. But look, look. Veracruz has some players that can do damage. They have pace from time to time here and there. We have sw been switched off in defense whenever we're playing such an attacking game. It sometimes doesn't surprise me that we've conceded the goals that we've conceded, looking back at them now. But you, you have to be switched on the full 90 minutes in every position. I'm talking from goalkeeper to center back all the way. Even if you're right bench, you need to be alert 100% throughout the whole game because it's these little moments that when you switch off, cost us, cost us very dearly. Give you a perfect example. Remember when we played Pumas and Pumas scored in like the first 12 seconds. Mm -hmm. It's exactly what I'm talking about. You're not switched on. You need to be right away. They, they, they did to us when we did that to them in the gear. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You can't you you can't allow yourself. So um we say this game is easy on paper, yes, but nothing is won yet. Nothing is a given. What is it that we need to do? I mean, we beat them 3-0 in Copa Mekis as 
Chris forty five says, shouldn't be a problem. But uh, I know I know America like the back of my hand, and and I know this is a perfect game for them to let me down, like always. They, yeah, always, they always find a way, and yet I'm still here. Why? <laughs> because you will um, always be here. I, I will always be here. Is it's just that that kind of relationship. Um, I mean, let's 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 hear your predictions, America. I'm throwing it to you first. Come not this week because of course it is Fecha FIFA. We're talking about the Veracruz game that's gonna happen two weeks from now. Um, thought we let that thought we let that out because I, I think maybe some people think there's gonna be Liga Mekis uh this weekend, but there isn't. America, give me your prediction for this game against Veracruz. I'm gonna go with a tie, you guys. I I hate saying that. Again, it's that level of complacency that we've reached. It's just like we're in. I mean we're there. Why would we kill ourselves? Well, we don't have to. But again, it goes back to the whole we are the best team or we should be the best team in the league. Yeah. So we definitely should start acting and playing that role. I'm just going to go ahead and say that it's, it's going to be a tie. I think. A tie. All right. Dylan, give me your prediction. Uh, I'm going to go uh Two one win. Two and win. It's okay. not. Gonna, it's not gonna be pretty. It's not gonna be pretty either. Wow. All right, Christian, give me your prediction. Listen, I think we're giving Veracruz way too much credit, guys. I don't know. I'm. Listen, a... uh, listen guys, this, this scared me a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I I know they have the god Osmar Maris on their team, but listen, they're not. They're not a. They're not someone where they can. I mean, I guess I think you credit you because they did tie with with Querétaro. I think last game, if I'm not mistaken, two two. But I'm going to nothing America. To nothing America. Now, quick shout out to uh, Celeb Ibarra. Saludos. He comes from Narasaka Americanista. Americanista. Saludos, my friend. Um, now here goes mine. It's very controversial. It's gonna be very, very controversial. No one's oh, gonna you're going to to nil. No one's gonna oh, like no. Look, I, 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 I know what I, I, down deep in my heart. I don't want to say this, but I I feel it. I feel it. And oh my gosh! <laughs> no, I have, to, I have to say it. I'm I'm sorry. And and Veracruz takes it one nil. What? Yeah, I'm just kidding. America goes and wins. And we're gonna see goals by Henry Martin and Roger Martinez. And we're gonna be singing our way into the Liguilla. And we're gonna keep going. And we're gonna keep thriving. And we're gonna reach all the way to the final until we lift that 13th trophy. So. There is your predictions. America says a, a, a draw, which I, I can actually truly see if things don't go our way. Dylan says 2-0 win. Dylan says 2-1 no, win. Christian says 2-0. And then, of course, I'm bringing back a throwback. 4-0. America's taking it. And this is going to be my prediction. Write it down. <laughs> write it down in ink if you have to. But we're Sharpie. Taking... Do mine in Sharpie. No, you know what? Do it in tattoo ink. <laughs> No, as permanent as possible, but that is the prediction. It got very quiet when I said window to Veracruz, and it was like you guys were pondering, like, "Oh man, what's going on?" No, I knew you were going for nothing. Just look at chat. I I knew you were going for nothing. So, oh okay, all right. I, I know you. Okay, well you, I, I guess you really do. I guess you really do. But uh, overall, I I think we're not expecting an easy game for some reason. Uh, which it should be. It should easily be a, an easy game. 
Uh, but you think you would think. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But make sure you guys do join us on Twitter that day. Uh, it's it, it it should be fun to to see and, and interact with all of you like we do right now. Uh, but with that said, I think that wraps up our uh, our preview for Veracruz. Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on to uh, the last two segments. They're gonna be quick. They're, they're, we're not gonna take that much time. But uh, let's talk first before we we jump into L three. Let's talk Lady Aguilas. Let's talk our yeah. Lady yes. Aguilas, uh, who yes. are. Uh, playing against Lobos. Yes, Lobos this Saturday at four, two. Oh, had him. You had him. You had him. I believe four, it's. Two. I think isn't it four? I want to say four. And look, we advocate for the ladies so much, and yet we still don't know their schedule. Look at this, shaking my head. Hey, we got the day right. <laughs> Progress, I guess. <laughs> Progress. Yeah, we got progress. progress. Yeah, that, that, that's on me though, because yeah, four, four. I was right the first time. Nice. Four o'clock. The ladies close out their season as well. Oh, how exciting! And a win. They need. They need a win. Oh, they needed like they they needed more than we do. Actually, no. I think yeah, we needed yeah. more just because, because Bachuca, Bachuca sits with thirty five. So like they literally like clinched their spot already. And then the ladies sit with 32 points. And then Toluca has 30. So, like, it's really just right there with Toluca and America now, just fighting for that last spot. Damn, so the ladies really, really, really need that uh, win against Lobos, or against the Lobas, as, as, as we've been saying. Um, they've, yeah. they've been playing good. Uh, it's very unlucky and very unfortunate to lose that game against Pachuca. Very last-minute goal to end it for America in regards to maybe clinching first place, which isn't out of reach still if Pachuca was to lose. I don't know the goal difference, though, how that would affect things. Um, but, yeah, uh, we're, we're here wishing our Lady Aguilas best of luck. America, I don't know how closely you follow the women's side of the game. I tried to, but it's just kind of harder. I feel like um, like I'm not used to like earlier games. So honestly, like it's just it's really hard. Like whenever you're busy with like life and work and you work like eighty hours a week, it's just kind of hard. But um, no, I I tried to, but I haven't been doing such a great job lately. Thanks. But I would imagine you still support our lady Aguilas. Absolutely, yeah. gotta support my girl Alondra Gonzalez. Alondra doing wonderful things. That's my ex. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. She's gonna come out here and she's gonna no, do you right. No, Alondra, we, we want to apologize in advance for anything that is said on here. Um, but if, no, she's she's doing wonderful things and, and alongside with her with with all of her teammates, um, they, they look really solid. As, as always, as, as these past two seasons, they've looked very solid. Um, just hope that they can get to the to the promised land. Oh, dude, definitely. I remember watching them last season against Tigres in the in the semifinal. Oh, yeah. it was heartbreaking, dude. It was, it was, I thought I thought they almost had it in the comeback. Again. Yeah, again, <laughs> yes. You're right. But hopefully we uh hopefully we can we can see our ladies lift this trophy. Uh you know Chicken Biscuit says really wish that the uh, coverage was here in the US. Unfortunately it's not. I, it it sucks. You know, but uh, ladies, we are with you. We're still working on finding a way to illegally stream stuff for for our, for our coverage for you guys. 
we'll see how that works out if we don't get uh, impeded by anything. But, um, yeah, just don't forget, Saturday, uh, first thing you guys do when you wake up, make sure you hashtag Lady Aguilas and uh, then go about your day wishing them uh, a very good, successful game against Lobos. Woo, let's go. Let's go, Lady Aguilas. Now let's finish off the podcast and let's recap what is going to be this weekend's action of football. It's the Mexican national team <coughs> up against Argentina in Argentina right now. It's actually, I don't even think the players have gotten to Argentina. No, they, no, you're late, no. <laughs> they are delayed. Yeah, they are. Seriously delayed. Uh, last time I saw Ochoa was in the airport confused as to whether or not he was going <laughs> to ever make it to <laughs> to Argentina. Um, so, that of course, it's it's all due to weather conditions going on down there. I mean, Argentina is having a festival mm-hmm. of rain in, in recent times. Um, how excited are we about this game? I'm going to say one thing right now. I should be more excited than what I am right now, but I am um, eh. Okay. I, might, I, I might not even watch it, to be honest with you. <laughs> okay, America, how you feeling about this? I think these are the games that we should be playing. We should have been playing these games 10 years ago, for Christ's sake. But it's just disappointing to me that um, I feel like El Tri is kind of similar to America, um, in a sense. We're just a big mess, you know? Like, we're just... We're just a mess. We're a lovable mess, but you know, we're we're a mess. We're a lovable mess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was to describe my life. Um, <clears throat> I would say Mexico's a little bit more of a mess right now, with in regards to the coach. I, I suppose the coach, the coach lined up. Yeah. I don't know how safe that is anymore. Uh, whether or not it's gonna be Tata, whether or not it's gonna be um, the extra Madrid coach, I I. I don't know what's going on. No, Lopetegui said it's it's a no. He said no. He said not. not, not Martino you know, has just had came out saying he's like, ah, I'm not too sure. It's all right. Don't worry. We're, gonna, we're probably gonna end up with we're probably gonna end up with the profit cruise, and you know we're all gonna be very very upset. It's gonna be, it's, it's gonna be a, a, a conjunto. It's gonna be profit cruise with uh, Ruben Roman Romano together. <laughs> yes, of course it has oh to God. be. It just has to be, right? Oh man, that. That is not gonna be a pretty team. Yeah. These games would be ideal if we actually had an actual coach. Exactly. These are the games that we should be playing like all the time. Turcos for yeah, America. It's yeah, it's hard. But we have no real leadership right now. We don't even know what's gonna happen. Um, I've been reading about a lot of drama with um <laughs> And there's Guardado and a couple of other players. And like I said, we're a mess. So these games would have been ideal, like I said, you know, 10 years ago. Um, whenever we did have a coach or, I mean, Jesus, if we even had a coach now. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. In a perfect world, yeah. In the perfect world, a lot of things would be different. My Manchester United wouldn't be in the situation that they are right now. But now looking at the uh, – looking at the players that we have. I mean, you're right, Christian. You should be more excited, but from what they're bringing to the table, you're thinking, well, I don't even know if I should watch this. I mean, it's kind of the same same, uh, call-up with like a few exceptions of a few more European players coming for this one. That is about Uh, it. But overall, I mean, same thing. Why is Javier Güemes and the Chivas players on there? 
because Luca Ferretti. I don't know. Uh, that's the only explanation I can give. I like they, the fact that people think that this is Tuca actually picking the lineup. I'm pretty sure he only has like one or two picks, and everything else is the federation. Maybe, but I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of things I don't agree. I don't think Henry should be there, too. No, but you know who should be? Me. Every uh, every other European. Oh, yeah, definitely. What's his name? Uh, Briseño? He should be there, definitely. I don't... Just bring him. Bring everyone. I mean, you're right, America. We don't even have a captain in 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 the side. I, who do you look at that and say, you know, yes, he is our leader going forward? Memo. Who? Memo. Memo. I mean, but oh, Memo. Let's keep in mind. Don't tell me somehow. Patrick Blanco came out of retirement, going down to Argentina. Um, Memo as our leader. Look, I love Memo. I literally, he is my idol. He's my life. He, he's not our leader. He's not, look, and I'm a goalkeeper too, so I probably should be defending the goalkeepers, but a goalkeeper, and I've been a captain as well, so uh, it's going to be very controversial, but a goalkeeper as a captain is very tricky. Very, very tricky. A very little Goalkeepers can say that they've been captains and done it in a very good fashion. Uh, the only two that come up to my head right now would be Buffon and Iker Casillas. Those are the only two that I that can handle the role of a captain as Bouts. a goalkeeper. And it's difficult to do so because you're in the you're on one side of the pitch only. You don't have the liberty to run up to the to, to to the ref, you don't have liberty to yell at the ref because you're not too close. You you don't have the liberty to kind of lead and, and go to certain players and say, you know what, pick your head up. You're doing fine. We'll, we'll get it this time. And and it's just difficult as a goalkeeper to do so. Um, and whilst I love Memo, he's a great goalkeeper. I, I will say this: the best goalkeeper in Mexican history. Um, as a captain, I I don't really see him. Um, but you're right. He probably is the only leader we have on on the roster. So, he might not be the ideal captain, but he's the only one who has the leadership type of skills. These yeah. guys overcome yeah. a lot. Like, let's forget the fact that he's a goalie. Like, don't think about that. Think about what he went through in 2006. Think about what he went through um, when PSG was going to assign him. You know what I mean? Like, think about when he went to Joxio. Think about 2010. Um Finally got his chance in 2014. You know what I mean? Like this guy has been through a lot. I don't think that a lot of people would be able to deal. I don't think a lot of players are mentally strong enough to go through everything Ochoa has been through in his career. And I admire him for that because I think he's just done it amazingly. Like he's just held himself as composed as he possibly could. Because I look back at those moments, like, and I cry for him because I've always been, I'm a Ochoa fan. Like he's my husband. Um, We're going to have two kids. Yeah, you know, but I mean, like, I think back to like, you know, every when I was younger and I was just like always supporting him and always watching him. And I'm like, Jesus, like, I mean, who, who cursed him, you know, and it's just he's just got, been through a lot. And I think that's yeah. the only leadership role that we have yeah. right now. Again, aside the fact that he's um, goalie. And like you said, I, I do agree with that. Like, it is harder to go up and yell to the ref and get to the players because you're so far away. Yeah. The yeah. only reason why I just don't think Ochoa should be captain is because of his age. 
him like, being him being because we are going through this general generational like change and there's a lot of young players and memo won't be there past this next world cup but they will maybe have someone that can kind of guide them after the world cup as well there's no one really I, and I, even though me you said that ochoa will be at the next world cup he will be a starting keeper what if he's not our starting keeper I will burn. Like, what if, what if, okay. what if, like, a magical goalie spell comes upon these Mexican goalkeepers and, you know, Memo's just not there? That's a hot take, Christian. You just never know because, listen, it's, it's, we're four years away from the next World Cup and anything can happen. You're right. So yeah. that's why I feel like a younger player should be, but like you guys say already, there's no one there to be captain. I'm just going to counter that with Rafa Marquez. I mean, the guy's not young. He didn't deserve to go to the World Cup. True. Oh, but I thought you were saying, like, bring him back. Like, he probably would come back. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I don't. I've never been a fan of him. I don't, like, like the guy's good, but it's just, I don't know. Like, I feel like everybody's just, like, I feel like he's oh, very overrated. Um, that's how I've always seen him. I know a lot of people don't agree with me. I know a lot of people are like. That's a hot take. Everything. Yeah. You want to talk about hot take? That's a hot take right there. It is a hot take. Okay? I'm a very controversial person. Chris, <laughs> 45 minutes to take Ochoa's place. At this point, we just bring, at this point we just bring uh, Conejo Perez to the World Cup and let's just get it over with. Honestly, he's probably still gonna be playing. Um, to be honest, I would not bet against that. Honestly, but you're right. Look. That's a whole different discussion. The armband, who should take it? Um, someone says Dylan should take the armband, and I think we should, we all agree with that. Um, Dylan, you yeah, you're you're capable of playing for the national team. Um, we'll have to wait. We'll have to wait and see. But ultimately, I mean, we're missing a lot of key players. Chucky Lozano out due to injury. Injury. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he pulled a hammy. No. Oh, did he? Oh, I thought it was just. Injury, you know, like, no, yeah. I mean, I don't know what he pulled, but yeah, I think PSV even confirmed it. Oh, okay, well, injury. I'm still going quotations on that, but I mean, we'll see. So, predictions for this upcoming Fecha FIFA in game one and game two, Dylan. You say predictions, right? Yeah, I spaced out for like two seconds. Um, I'm gonna go, I say we draw one and we lose one. Okay. Christian? We lose both. Lose both? Mm-hmm. Understandable. America? I'm going to say that we tie the first and that we lose the second. But I can also see us losing both. I look, and I'm not even the biggest Mexico's national team fan but i'm still gonna say we win one somehow i don't know how but we win one mm. and then um <laughs> i'm gonna say 303 <laughs> I, I don't think we're gonna get blown out i just don't think we're gonna win it just seems very kind of hard to win yep even though i'm a big fan have, of mexico no message for this argentina side no you know there's a certain player by the name of pablo Dabala. Who? Maybe. Maybe he should be. No, I'm just joking. I know who he is. Uh, before anyone freaks out, I know who he is. Relax. <coughs> but, oh, uh, yeah. 
I mean, There's definitely talent. There's definitely talent. We'll have to wait and see. But, well, I would imagine that does it for us in regards to the national team and for America in general. Looks like we've come to the end of the show. America, we want to thank you so much for coming on here. It's amazing to have someone from the community, from our own community too, from our little Aguilas ENG community. Um, and, of course, from the bigger Leah Mekis community. It's great to have you on. I hope you enjoyed it, and I, I hope we can see you again sometime soon. I did. I loved it. This was fun, guys. It was. It was extremely fun. Um, and kind of like I, I was telling Ricky, in a sense, uh, last podcast, it's, uh, we, we love to be able to bring on, you know, people like you, people who are from the community, as much as we love, you know, having these experts on and people who write about it, who their job is to actually talk about this. Um, I think when me and Dylan uh, started this, we said we, our ultimate goal was to try to be the voice of a community. Um, and, and we try to do so and try to incorporate as many people as we can. Um, if we can have everyone come on, we would love that. We really would, because um, it's, it's it's a platform, not for us, but for all of you who, who follow us, all of you who are part of this community. Uh, we just want to thank every single one of you. And if we can have you guys on, that's it's ideal and it's perfect uh, because we get to interact with you guys because we, other people get to hear exactly what they've been saying and what their ideals because a lot of people will agree with you and a lot of people actually were agreeing with you on the chat if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they 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 you know they they said that they they agreed with what what your concept was of 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 America and and kind of the ideals and and the you know the standards that that they should be uphold to, um, but ultimately. We just want to say thank you and, and you're a wonderful, wonderful person, America. And congratulations on the giveaway that we had that you won. And uh, safe travels tomorrow because uh, you see, you told us you were you were heading uh, down to Florida. And also safe travels when you go down to Mexico. Hopefully they don't switch the game on you. <laughs> I guess I'll just have to go somewhere else. Um, yeah, I was um, now I have to like pack. And I'm not excited about that because I hate packing. But um, I'm always excited whenever I pack to Mexico because I'm just like, yes, okay, I can't wait to get there and just eat. Oh yes, my Thank home, you. my home city has the best food. I would argue. Mexico. Oh, by far, I've been to quite a few Mexican cities, and no city compares to Mexico City's food whatsoever. Definitely, always in my heart. Some, Woo! some, uh, some wonderful takes from you as well. Thank you. Um, and again, gentlemen, anything else you want to say to our guests before we close the show? Uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, I think Ivan pretty much covered everything, but we really enjoyed having you um, on the show today. Yeah, thank you for coming on. I think your insight was uh, was interesting coming from from a female, obviously a female America fan. It was it was interesting to hear that for for a change. But yeah, thank you. Yeah, I like add to that. Huh? I feel like there aren't too many like. Um, America female fans, at least not here in the U.S. Not that I know of. So no, I, I don't either. I really don't. Mm -hmm. um, I have one friend who was like really outspoken, but she's now in like grad school and she like never gets to watch games anymore. Like we never talk anymore um, about games. Like we talk all the time, but never about games. So right. like, I don't even know what's going on. And I'm like, <laughs> I've been there and I can definitely relate to that statement. There's plenty, maybe not as active on Twitter, um, but you're right. Um, Hopefully, too, we can get this of these kind of this movement uh, on the lady side too, because uh, we've always said we'd love to see kind of an, a lady Aguilas culture kind of built within itself, not just because of you know formed by us, but also by by you, the ladies. 
Um, and and I also to, to be honest, you're the first uh you're the first America female guest. Um, yes. So that's that's to to to, to brag about, I would say. So again, thank you so much, though, and and thank you to every single one of you guys who have come out on the chat, have just completely bombarded us with great great uh, comments. Uh, if you guys ever miss the show, make sure you guys do follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes. I'm gonna go. Where can we find you on Twitter? Because I know people wouldn't want to follow you. My Twitter handle is underscore America G. Underscore America G. There you guys go. Make sure you guys go follow her, support her, and make sure you guys communicate with her. She's a wonderful, wonderful person. And again, so much, uh, so thankful that we're able to have you on, gentlemen. As always, it's a pleasure, Cowboy Dan and Christian. Thank you again for coming on. Yeehaw. Yeehaw from the mighty state of Texas. And my favorite, my favorite time of the day. Just want to say thank you guys for coming out. The chat was insane today. Like, it was incredible today. So thank you guys for coming out and listening to us. All right. Make sure you guys do follow us on Twitter and I and uh, Instagram as well under the same uh, under the same handle, at Eagle Eye Pod. I was about to say at Eagle Eye Boys, but that is for when our mixtape drops. So that's that's a whole different situation. Mm-hmm. Um, stay tuned. It's 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 gonna be lit. Uh, but thank you again, everyone, for coming out. Enjoy yourselves. A wonderful, wonderful weekend. No Liga Mackey's action, so that means uh, quote unquote we have a little vacation. But of course, since we covered the national team too, we'll be on national team duty. But make sure you guys do follow us on Twitter. We'll have you guys covered with all that stuff. And in regards to the America uh, news, make sure you guys do follow us as well. Thank you to La Resaca Americanista, to Chicken Biscuit, to Chris45, uh, to uh, uh, Kevin, Chicken, Kevin, to uh, Empire, Carlos, Emperor, to Leva, Emperor. Emperor. I, I mean, the list goes on and on. You guys were amazing. Thank you, guys. Luis, of course. Uh, so thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, we, we uh, you know, like to see you guys again next week. So we'll see you guys till then and uh, enjoy you guys is weekend. Be safe and we'll see you guys again next week. All righty then until next time guys, take care. And as always, as always, Arriba America.